Episode 3, Is Education Dead? Hi everybody, this is Ryan and Ben, and today we are going to talk about ChatGPT's effect on education. We wanted to talk about how we think conversational AI is going to impact education moving forward. It should be noted that neither of us are teachers, but we think it's important to dialogue on this issue. As with all of our discussions, we strive to have a grounded view on the way we think this technology is going to impact us. So, that being said, Ryan, hit us with some news. Yeah, so if you're familiar at all with what's been going on with ChatGPT is on December 15th, which was on a Thursday, uh, they had a new version update coming out that changed a bunch of things. And if you've been in the space at all, you've noticed these changes pretty heavily. Um, there were three main changes. The general performance they tried to improve upon. Um, that it'll, it will refuse, I guess the, the wording was, it, it's now less likely to refuse to answer questions, even though I, I've seen it kind of not work on that scale. So I don't know about that. The second one is the conversation history. Uh, apparently remembers what you've said. I don't know if that's updated on mine, but um, it says it has. Uh, let me know what you guys think. And then they have a daily limit. So they apparently there's a daily limit. I haven't seen it. Maybe I'm just not in as deep as you guys are. So I haven't seen it. But if you have seen it, uh, you know, shoot us over an email at uh, thechatgptreport@gmail.com and let me know what you're seeing out there because I haven't seen either of those. And you'll know if this version's been updated um, if you look at the bottom and there's a little watermark that says ChatGPT uh, December fifteenth version. And then in other news, Reddit has now moved to within a couple hundred users of 50,000 users, which is a massive upgrade from if you listen to the first episode, they were at five, 6,000. They've been doubling ever since then. So just some big news on there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just some wild stuff happening with the update and, and everything there. Yeah. So many of you probably noticed the typo in the title of this episode. Congratulations. Uh, good catch. Don't worry, that was on purpose. AI has not killed education, but many worry that ChatGPT's writing abilities are going to seriously hamper education in the future. So, why would anybody write the paper if they don't have to? Like, me and Ryan could both say this as a fact. It was legitimately the least favorite parts of our education. I hated writing papers. If this would have been around and I knew about it and I could get a plagiarism like passing paper, I 100% would have done it with no guilt or remorse. So <laughs> not saying I'm right, I'm saying that's what I would have done. So it's safe to say that education will have to change in order to achieve the same standards. Um, Ryan, what's your take on this? What, what are you seeing out there right now? Yes, yes, and I, I think we're openly admitting that into saying we were also dumb college students that would just try and get it done and hang out with our friends. So I, <laughs> I, I totally get from that perspective. Very social, very social. Yeah, so those of you who are good paper writers, please don't uh, hate us for saying that. But yeah, so a little bit about what we're, you know we're seeing out there is even the last episode, if you tuned in, you remember that um, the young man in college who he wrote a paper and he sent it through the plagiarism sites and it passed and it, because they're original thoughts. So a lot of what's happening out there is you can get a pretty decent paper out. And so I talked to a friend of mine who is a teacher friend at a, at a college uh, area and they, she said that they were getting papers easily through this that were BC range, which is, so she was saying it has some potential. She said they're not A papers, but they're not DNF papers. They, they were passing papers which is pretty wild. B and C is like, yeah, I mean, I would have taken that all day, all day long. All <laughs> I don't know if long. I ever got a B or C on a paper. <laughs> right, right. Like you're talking C average right here. So for a B for me, you know, you'd be moving up in the world. 
Now, what, what, how, how do we make a shift from this? So will teachers catch on quick enough? Will they make moves? Something I was reading on Twitter a little bit, and I'll, I'll reference this as well, is some of the, some teachers were saying, maybe we move to a presentation for, uh, um, instead of writing papers, mm. they do presentations and then an in-person presentation in class. Yes. Okay. And then on the fly questions. Okay. And I wonder if universities will change that a little bit or, or they do the classic blue book. I don't know if you're old enough to remember. I'm not old enough to remember, but my father is where you'd come into class with a blue book, blank paper, and you'd write on the fly. Now, in today's age, I wonder what kind of accommodations kids would need, though, because some some people can't write a paper in an hour, two hours. You, you, you know, the editing process, people overthink. So I'm curious how that would happen given the time frame, because they do it in class writing the paper. I mean, do you have any idea on how? Yeah, I think that um, the the timing of the release of this really caught everybody off guard because it was released right after Thanksgiving. So all the colleges were going back into session for like a final week or a final uh, final two weeks and everybody's writing their papers and education like facilities really didn't have a chance to uh, see this coming. So this really caught everybody off guard. And one of my tweets of the week, uh, the favorite tweet I saw was by Trung Fan. He said there must be a biblical amount of semester end essay cheating going on right now because <laughs> everybody saw this and then nobody had a chance to change anything by the time that all these papers are getting turned in. So I'm sure this bailed out a ton of kids. But that being said, I, I think there's a little bit of a, I think there will be a shift happening. Anytime you have technology that gets that comes around, you do have to have a shift in thinking. But one of the things I was uh, looking at this week was um, the VP of the anti-cheating AI company called Turnitin, um, his name, Eric Wang, said in an interview recently that for now, ChatGPT's work should be easily recognizable by teachers and their software. This is due to the fact that ChatGPT makes factual errors, which we have seen, and its lang language model generates simple sentences and chooses broad words instead of like the occasional narrower vocabulary that a student might select. That being said, <clears throat> language AI is only going to get more sophisticated and will probably advance at a fast rate in the near future after this watershed moment. So we kind of have this line in the sand where nothing's going to be the same, but it also won't, nothing will be the same moving forward, but it also won't be the same that it is at this moment either, because technology I think is going to advance on both sides of this between the cheating might get more sophisticated, but the anti-cheating will get more sophisticated too. So there's going to be a battle just the same as it has been um, throughout all of history. There's money to be made on both sides too. So you can bet your bottom dollar that some of the universities are going to dump money into this to protect you know, themselves yeah. from it as well. Yeah, the, the company Turnitin works with something like 16,000 school systems. So there is a, it's, it's a leader in the field and they will absolutely be responding to this. One of the things that um, it looks like is happening too is that OpenAI, the creators of ChatGPT, seems to be bearing some responsibility in the education field as well because it announced recently that it was developing a cryptographic watermark to embed into the chatbot's responses for pages or for like papers. This sort of like digital fingerprint could be a word choice or a flow of words or phrases that would be obvious to plagiarism detection software. So the counter cheating AI, which is super interesting. I think that's a genius way to do it. Cause when I thought about this, I was like, 
they can't put a visible watermark like you might think of when you think of watermark. They can't put um, they can't put just like a phrase at the bottom saying this was created by ChatGPT because you, you know just take it off. Yeah, any any uh, D grade student's going to be able to find that. So, well, what, what's interesting there? I'll say this is like I'm curious how the watermark will happen because I'm sure you're sitting there thinking, well, how would they embed in watermark based on you know, you know, like I said, you can't put it on the paper. So what I'm curious about is, will there be a different type of watermark for like a one-page paper versus a ten-page, where you can put these words in a specific order to go, hey, that's ChatGPT. But I, you know, the difference between one and a ten, twenty-page or two. Right, and I, I think the the difficulty with this is that it needs to be obvious enough these phrases that are original phrases created by an ai have to be obvious enough to be caught by a counter cheating ai uh computer but also not obvious enough to where they like if if i see it if i create a paper i can see it and take that phrase out and like throw some synonyms in there something like that and get a paper that passes the machine. So I think there's gonna be a little bit of a balance there and they haven't come out with it yet. So we're kind of speculating here. This is what they, I think has been readily accepted as what they're gonna to try to do. The, the important thing to know is that it, they are working on it and I wouldn't be surprised if OpenAI and anti-cheating software like Turnitin end up having some sort of a dialogue or a code where they can change it every six months or there's at least some open dialogue between them so that everybody stays happy. That's a complete speculation though. So as far as that, <clears throat> my opinion on this is that this is an exciting new tool to advance education rather than kill it. So I think that right now everybody's afraid that AI is gonna, going to um, kill education and take their jobs. Tune in next episode to see how we think it's going to take your job. And then in the, like, in the 1970s, everyone was worried that portable calculators were going to kill math and make students dumber because they now had a tool that would act as a crutch. Now you can't go to class without a calculator. It's on your phone. It's everywhere. And we are completely reliant on them, which is it, allow, it has allowed math to advance faster than if we didn't have calculators. I, the AI, we have to remember, this is just a new machine and a new tool that's not going to, going to go away, but we just need to learn how to adapt and use it. And the one thing we haven't talked about is how this might be a very useful tool for teachers. This could potentially save teachers a lot of time if they adopt it and learn how to use it, like creating PowerPoints, slides, or rubrics, or bulleted handouts very quickly. I'm not a teacher. I don't know the struggles there, but it's something that could be useful for them. So, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you can start using it as a teacher side to, to get your lesson plans done twice as fast, you know? So <clears throat> thanks, y'all, for, excuse me. <clears throat> My throat was killing me there. <laughs> we'll cut that out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> thank you for closing. Or, jeez. Thank you for giving us a listen, y'all. Please rate and review this podcast if you'd like what you heard. Give us a follow on uh, at, on Twitter at, at ChatGPTReport. We're the purple uh, logo. And please send us an email about what you have heard or working on at the, the ChatGPTReport at gmail.com. And don't forget we're on Facebook as well as the ChatGPTReport uh, on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.